Yeah, here it is, the Punch Podcast, episode 18 with Jabin. It starts for you right now as we creep that bit closer. Not far away, is it? July 20, the Horton Pavilion, the Battle of the Brothers, Nikita Zoo versus Ben Horn. It is going to be one hell of a night, and the card. Let me tell you, it's looking better every time I look at it. We have had Nikita Zoo on this podcast as well as Sam Goodman. So if you do want to hear those chats, scroll back, have a listen. There's some really, really good chats with those guys. So you will hear how they're shaping up ahead of this big Battle of the Brothers blockbuster. It's going to be really good. Plus, I don't want to get you too excited, but Ben Horn going to be on this podcast too very, very soon. So we will have had both of the big headlining names right here on the Punch Podcast with all the latest. So that is by the end of the week. There is another fight on this card, which we are also looking forward to as well. Ricky Colosimo, Ty Telford. Ty is the number two welterweight in this country. And the good news for you is that he's on the Punch Podcast right now. G'day, Ty. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to be here. Good to be on a podcast. I haven't really done a podcast before, but it's always good to have a chat and I look forward to it. Well, look, hey, you're peaking early. That's the good thing right here on the Punch Podcast, yeah. which is good. Where are you right 100%. now? What are you up to? Man, I just jumped in my car. I'm actually just going to go get a nice fresh fade, just a little fresh cut. Do you get one on fight night? Because I know a lot of people like to look the freshest Yeah, they can. like usually kind of busy throughout like the last like couple of days of that fight week. So I try and get it then the fight week. It's still quite fresh by fight night. So <laughs> uh, I'll get today and then I'll get one in a couple of days as well. Keep it nice and fresh. I love everyone how they have their different things that they plan for when they go into fight week. You are the first, Ty, that has said that part of their camp is scheduling haircuts. And I love it. You have to, mate. You have to. You don't want to go in there with a overgrown hair and looking like shit. So my thing is, is obviously plan. There's a lot to plan during fight week, making sure uh, everything's all organized. So yeah, I usually get that fresh cut in as well that's important that's up there do you find it a little <laughs> bit in the sense of uh look good feel good like you gotta it's feel the good whole right? thing. it's the entertainment business you want to go out there feel good look good 100 percent. it's all a part of it so and i don't know i just get a haircut every day if i could i just i, I can't so it's just a weekly thing usually anyway to get a nice fresh cut so you just want to look good feel good on fight night we aren't far away from that fight night either. It's going to be an absolute cracker there at Sydney's Horton Pavilion. How's your training going as you start putting the landing gear down to fly straight into that night? Yeah, honestly, it's been fantastic. Me and Tommy McCurry have been working hard these last few months after my last previous fight on March 19th. We've just been in the, in the gym working on things and uh, fight night comes around. We're going to be ready. It's exciting times and I look forward to fight night. I look forward to getting in there, staying nice and active, like I've said. And yeah, so I've just been prepping real hard, getting the work in. And the last week is just kind of focusing on the weight, nice and relaxed, getting the mind right, getting the body right. And come the 20th of July, we'll be ready. You're defending your Australasian World of Weight title, yeah? Yes, I am. Yeah, so I won that in my previous fight against Tyson Best, which is a great opportunity for me. And uh, any sort of belt is a good thing to to at least be fighting for defending. So it's, it's a good thing to go out there and do this. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Now, we did mention you are in camp at the moment and, and slowing down, getting ready for that fight night. I've spoken to a few people on that card, being Nikita Zhu or Sam Goodman. Nikita likes to do a bit of yoga. Sam does a cryo tank here and there. Is there anything away from the fade that you might actually slip into that Mate, week? Are you, what, are yeah, you... so usually, usually, like, for example, this morning, I hit a bit of cardio and then went straight to the sauna. So... 
I hit the sauna up in the morning, get a good sweat. Kind of it, it starts my day quite well as well. Cold showers I like to do, nice cold showers. Just rest, honestly. Sleep is number one, getting good sleep, good nutrition, and peace and quiet. I like to have my peace and quiet, a nice coffee, be left alone to myself. Almost some sort of meditative sort of state where I put myself into where it's nice and relaxed. Spend that week just, you know, you're hungry, you're thinking about what all the food you're feeling like eating. So I, sometimes I catch myself, I'll be sitting there on, uh, for a long time on YouTube watching uh, people eat food. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. But I'll, I'll catch myself, I have to stop because it's, uh, it's very tempting. How do you go making weight for your fights? Do you have to cut much? or? Yeah, I do have to cut. I wouldn't say, look, it's something that ever since I turned pro, it's just been one of these things where it's just a part of the job. Would I say I enjoy it? Definitely not. Um, yeah, I, I cut enough. I'm back at welterweight. So before that, I had to cut down to 63.5. And now I'm back at welterweight, which is where I feel most comfortable making weight. I don't have to put a big strain on my body to get down. So it's never easy. Don't get me wrong. It's, weight cut's never easy, but I get it done and I do it at my best of, uh, of ability. So, and we make it. And then as long as I feel good on fight night, that's what's key. And uh, I've done it enough now to figure out the formula to make sure I show up on fight night feeling great. Yeah, and many do. The hardest thing about fight night, I think, from when I see the cameras going to the change rooms or anything like that, apart from the warm-up, it's a lot of sitting around. It's a lot of just it, it, waiting. It really, it plays on your mind that 24 hours, like you weigh in, you eat, you feel good. And then by fight night, it's, it's a lot of weight, that waiting, that you're in your own head, you've got to make sure you surrender. Right. You, you're almost like forming a bubble around you of uh, kind of people that are working inside that bubble say in fight night so like your trainer you, you know people that are in your your warm-up room you don't really want to create too much chaos you're kind of zenning in again for fight night so it may seem that we're just sitting there lonely or but it is almost that like you're kind of switching on which is what is most important staying switched on before you get in there well, let's talk about your opponent ricky colosimo yeah now this is going to be a good one to see you fight and uh, i can't wait for one but what do you see in ricky colosimo that makes you believe that you're defending your belt man ricky's a um He's a good fighter. I, I take nothing away from him. I'm very grateful he took this fight because, like he said himself at the presser the other week, he understands it's a tough challenge. And like myself, I'm always chasing challenges and I don't overlook anyone that I fight. So I expect the toughest, most, you know, whatever he brings, I expect the best of it. So, um, but don't get me wrong, I'm fully confident. I'm not saying this out of any disrespect. I'm fully confident in my skill. I'm fully confident in my ability and I, I think I get it done. No problem come the 20th of July. So that's what I see. That's no disrespect to Ricky. I think, you know, credit to him for taking this fight, but I just believe in myself. I believe in my team and uh, we've been putting the work in and uh, I look to go through him. Had I asked you that question about Dara Foley, you might not have been so respectful. You might have thrown some shade in. <laughs> you guys yeah, exactly. have had quite the uh, back and forth in the past. We have. Again, nothing but respect to Dara. He's a good man. We did have, I wouldn't even call it beef, just fighting words in the past. And again, nothing but respect to him. He's a fighter like myself and he's a father like me too. So I respect him and he's just doing his thing. So... Good luck to him. He's fighting on the same night, so good luck to him too. When you look at some of the fighters you will be fighting, like Ricky Colosimo, for argument's sakes, there's not a ton of tape on him. Like You can't just jump on YouTube and watch 25 fights like those in the top no. spots get to do. So how do you get your research on a fighter that you don't have much footage on? Or Yeah, it's a bit tough. I've known Ricky for a while. I mean, he's only had four professional fights, but I've known Ricky for a while. I've seen enough of him to kind of gauge how he moves, how he works. I don't need to go into too much you know, kind of figuring him out. You know, I don't think there's too much figuring out to do, but I do think he's a good boxer. Like I said, he's quick, he's slick. 
from what I've heard, he likes to throw down. He likes to throw some punches. And let's see if he wants to get aggressive with me. So we'll see. Again, he's only had four professional fights. Mm. It's another. It's a. It's a different game when you go in there with someone like me, and I stand in front of you, and you want to fight me. So. Look, let's just find out on fight night. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Well, you've got the reach, so maybe the jab's something for you to keep him off. I mean, yeah, the jab. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think my boxing ability will come through. I think my power will come through. I think my aggression will come through. I think that I'll just be, I'll be on 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 fight night. You're gonna see. You're gonna see me go through, Ricky. That's for sure. Perfect. Well, you are the number two welterweight in this country as well. So, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. They say clean out your own backyard and look overseas. There's not much left in your backyard. Yeah, definitely want to clean up my backyard. I I put my hand up to fight anyone. I'm I'm not scared or worried about anyone. I just want to fight. <laughs> I, I love this sport. I love entertaining people. You know what I mean? I'm also trying to put food on the table for my kids. So, yeah. look, ratings, I didn't even, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't fight my way to being number two. I just said yes, and I took the opportunities when opportunities arose. So I'm going to continue down that path. I'll be number one, and then I look to the international world ranking levels, and then that's where I aim. But again, I'm just saying yes. I take the opportunities when they come up. I prepare, and uh, I'm just going to keep going the way I'm going. And look, I'm already number two, and I've, I've only had nine fights, so I'm still a baby in the sport. You've also got to fight in some hell venues in those nine fights as well, like Bankwest. You're obviously going to be at the Horden. You've done Star. Definitely. There's been so much great stuff Definitely. on. So Definitely. You're not knocking out at RSLs every weekend, are you? No. For <laughs> only nine fights, I've honestly I've done quite a bit in those nine fights. I've, that stadium fight was a massive um, experience sort of gainer for me, walking out into a stadium big open air it's, it's, it's a completely different sort of um, atmosphere everything you do is just a lead up to the next fight to get better at this or better at that so it's just constantly getting better at things and, and gaining that experience so it's been good in, in only nine fights so yeah. it's, it's been real good well, those top-tier fighters in yours that are ranked 1 to 10, there's some hectic names in there. It's probably the hardest division if you really look at it. It's, it's a stacked division. But really, crazy. like, the thing is, the way I see it is at the highest level of every weight division, these guys behind one door is a killer and another is a murderer. Like, mm. there's no division. Sure, there's some more divisions, like the super lightweight or the, the junior welterweight division is a lot more open. The belt's floating around. But still, there are guys that are monsters in that level that you might not have even heard of that are just not getting the sort of exposure they deserve. At the highest level of each division, there are some dangerous, dangerous guys. Don't get me wrong. The welterweight division, the lightweight division, even the super welter, some of, all these divisions have these guys that are just X-factor sort of fighters that bring the heat to the division and eyes on that division. So the welterweight division stacks from top to bottom. It stacks the top 10 dudes, yeah. dangerous dudes. Just even having a scan through there, just like Errol Spence Jr., Terence Bud Crawford, you got Boots Ennis, yep. Connor Ben, like it doesn't wow, even stop yeah. there. Like I fought Connor Ben more amateurs. He's a great fighter. Unfortunately, I didn't get the win on that night, but I was about 16 when I fought Connor Ben as an amateur. He was very aggressive. We threw down. Where was that at? That was at a club punch bowl when I was 16 years old. <laughs> he would have been similar age, maybe 17. And, and I remember we got the call up from Paul Nazari and, I was, and they're talking like, it's Connor Ben, it's Nigel Ben's son. I'm like, I had no idea. Like, I'm 16. I'm like, yeah, I don't care who it is. Like, whatever. Like, and I get in there, and then afterwards, I, I did a little bit of research on his dad, and so I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't I had no idea. But um, it's crazy to see how far he's come and and uh, what you can go out there and achieve. You know what I mean? So it's, it's awesome. It's awesome just to think Conor Ben fought at Punchbowl RSL. To be honest, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> a few times actually. I watched that. Yeah, a few times. 
Yeah, now he's up there, number number five position, a lot of the governing bodies, so it's crazy to see. Are you going to stick with welterweight, or would you look at some domestic fights if you went up or down, just to sort of see what comes your uh, way? Uh, yeah, look, I'm not going back down. Unless there's a lot of zeros behind the, the, <laughs> the initial number, unless there's a lot of zeros behind a one or whatever, whatever it is, yeah. I'm not going back down there. So you're going to catch me at welterweight. I'm working with no limit at the moment, so these guys are great promoters. These guys are going to put the right fighters in front of me, and I'm and then I look forward to seeing where we go after this fight and continue to just kind of chip away at uh, whoever wants to stand in front of me after this. So eventually I'd like to go international. We'll see what we got left in this country after this fight. I'm sure there are a lot of guys that are willing to test themselves. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. The ideal is to get international, get some world rankings and start climbing that, that world ladder. That's where that's where I see myself going. Yeah, did you get married recently? Is that all... I did. Yeah. I got married back in Feb. I got married to my wife back in Feb. So and then a couple of weeks later we got the call up to fight. So I'm only young, I'm only twenty four, turning yeah. twenty five in September. I'm only young. I've got a two year old daughter. I think I don't know, I'm 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 biting off as much as I can chew and I'm chewing <laughs> as hard as I can. So let's see how we go. Does your wife have any issues now you're a father and married with you being a fighter? <laughs> Man, it's never easy. It's yeah. never easy. It's unforgiving in a lot of ways, financially, physically, mentally. There's a lot that comes with this sport. So it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But she's learning on the job too. Not very many people or women get to date a fighter or men get to date fighters. It's definitely something you've got to learn as you go along. And she's doing her best as she can. And, and being a father as well is also a difficult thing because nothing's guaranteed. I'm always trying to, but like I said earlier, I'm trying to provide for my for my family and give them a good life. And in this sport, you know, you could be fighting at club punch bowl or RSLs and getting minimal paychecks and it's hard to get that good paycheck to make sure you can provide. So this is why I'm open to fight and this is why I do fight. I fight to provide for my family and, and, and give them a better life than I had when I was a kid. Who did you watch growing up? Who was the names uh, floating around for you? A lot of Floyd Mayweather. I loved Floyd Mayweather growing up. Not just his ability as a fighter, but his ability as a businessman. Watching him and, and seeing how he created this sort of, I don't know, energy around him that brought eyes to him. So Floyd Mayweather was a big one. Roy Jones Jr., another big one. Roy Jones was a showman. Like, he's a fighting highlight reel. So watching him was just amazing to watch. Well, a lot of Canelo over as the early days Canelo. Watching Canelo go through, I remember being in high school, just in English class or something, and then you would have the teacher telling you to get off YouTube, and you'd be sitting there watching highlights of Canelo over as, you know, knocking dudes out at the edge of like 17, 18, 19. Like, wow, this guy's on another level so a lot of these sort of guys I'd watch as a young teenager well someone else who's a bit of a highlight reel in his first two fights is Nikita Zhu how do you see him and Ben Horn going down Nikita Zhu is a phenomenal fighter you can't take anything away from him I remember seeing him as an amateur back when I was an amateur quite a while ago and um, it's good to see that he's got his education I think he took some time off and you see him come back and uh, get into the pro ranks and you're seeing all of a sudden after just two fights you're seeing it's still there. He's still got it. He's definitely a force to be reckoned with. And uh, so is his brother. I've done plenty of rounds with his brother, with Tim. And his brother's another guy that is um, just a phenomenal fighter. These guys are the real deal. And um, so it's great to see the Zoo name back in Australia and uh, starting to like, take lead again. So it's, it's great. And I look to follow that with the Telford name. So yeah. Telford and Zoo. Let's see. Yeah, and like you said earlier, where you were looking up um, Connor Ben's name, they'll be... 
yeah. Googling Ty Telford in, in, or maybe watching your highlight reels in English class. 100%, 100%. That's the plan. First things first, I've got to get through Ricky Colosimo. So let's get through Ricky and let's keep that ball rolling. Well, you'll be getting through Ricky July 20 at the Horton Pavilion. Ty Telford, thanks for hanging That's out it. on the Punch Podcast. It's been fun, I man. appreciate it, brother. We look forward to seeing you fight. No, thank you for having me on. Tune in July 20th. It should be on Fox Sports, Carrier Sports. Just tune in. Let's see. Like I said at the press, I'm hoping to give you eight rounds of entertainment, but I don't think it's going to go that way. If I catch him and I catch him early, I don't think he's going to have a good time. But let's see. Just tune in. It's going to be a great fight by me and Ricky. So tune in. Absolutely. And we look forward to seeing your ring walk with a sweet fade. Man, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> he's a bit of fun, isn't he? Ty Telford on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow everything he's up to because he's going to have a great career in this sport, which is great. And you will see him in action, like he said, on Fox Sports and KO. Or if you do want to get along to this fight, I'll leave a link to the tickets below in the bio of this podcast. Nolimitboxing.com.au for the full card, all the info, everything you need to know. Thank you to anyone that has jumped on Apple Podcasts and left a review. If you could jump on there and write a review, tell them how much you love it. Give it five stars or if Spotify the same, you just like the stars there as well. It's a huge help for this podcast. And uh, look, we'll keep bringing you the good fighters. We'll keep giving you the good information. I can tell you, like I said before, at the start, Ben Horn on this podcast by the end of the week as well. Plus... Ricky Colosimo is the next episode. So I was really kind of hoping Ty'd throw some shades so I can play it black to Ricky. Maybe I can rework something, take it completely out of context and just fully piss him off. We'll see how we go. This is the Punch Podcast for today. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you later. (laughs) 